0: The Buffalo Bills have their coaching staff and defensive coordinator Bobby Babich and offensive coordinator Joe Brady. All of this and more on this week's edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. Back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, featuring my backpack behind me. I didn't realize that, so we're going to keep it rolling here. Featuring, as <laughs> always, Dom lost to kick it off here. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, put, I'll put my. I'll put my put, uh, put your, oh, God. The Red Sox throwing it up there early. And it, it's a week right now. The Bills did not play. The Super Bowl is set as we await the most prestigious. Of NFL games, the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend, the best of the best play flag football, the second uh, most
1: popular flag football game behind the Buffalonian Bowl, the
0: Buffalonian Bowl did peak. I will say that 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 was essentially flag football in a nutshell. The NFL could (laughs) never. That's all I have to say. Anyway, as heard in the intro, the Bills made some moves on the coaching staff, went into the offseason hot, got some things done. We'll talk about that first. um, Kansas City's playing in another Super Bowl. (laughs) Taylor Swift is out here getting swarmed. It's a mix of NFL media and paparazzi now. That's what we have to deal with. After the game, Travis Kelsey just showed up for the playoffs. He took 18 weeks off, showed up for the playoffs, went through the playoffs and won. They're on the field after, getting swarmed. What's your thought? Did you think Baltimore was going to get the job done? And were you disappointed
1: that they didn't? Wasn't she an Eagles fan too? So I mean, She like jumped ship to the she did. proper moment. She did. She um, jumped what? ship. Her um, dad had trouble with that, she said. "No, well." Yeah. Um, I mean, Baltimore had as good a chance as anyone of knocking them off. I mean, yeah, home game MVP as your quarterback, that defense, which didn't have the best first halves of all time, but the second half didn't allow a single point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they, I'm I guess I I'm a little bit surprised because I mean, obviously, Baltimore is a four and a half point favorite, and that's a pretty significant favorite. Uh, I would it say. is yeah that's uh, more if i mean neutral site they were playing if they were playing in the super bowl they would probably be favored by about two points two mm-hmm. and a half same thing same as the sense of san, san francisco i'm pretty sure yes yeah which i think is stupid but we're not going to talk about that no. game right now No. But. we'll
0: we'll do a super bowl preview at some point you know um it, it was tough you you want you don't want to see uh, the whole quote that i've been seeing going around is america lost when the when the the ravens lost and Well, yes, I can admit that there the Chiefs came up in the big moments, got the job done. They won the games. So you can't really be too frustrated. I mean, what happened happened at the end of the day. They won the games. They got to the end. Um, It'll be Chiefs 49ers, the rematch. And we all know how uh, how the world started going after that game in 2020. So we're going (laughs) to hope to avoid that the second time around. But it should be a decent game. We're going to talk a lot about it uh, coming up here in the coming weeks. We'll probably do a Super Bowl pregame show like we did last year chiefs eagles uh hopefully this one's an entertaining one but i I did pick that game right you did you did pick that game right Um, so we'll see if the streak continues
1: i do say i think there are a lot of takeaways to be had from um conference championship game weekend Mm -hmm. Um, first of all i think it's a fantastic opportunity for bills fans i know i know last year i didn't watch the i didn't really watch the AFC Championship game very close. Again. No. I was still absolutely butthurt from... That was
0: just... Last year's <laughs> loss, though, as we said, was different. It was... Uh, we got smacked around, uh, so...
1: um, But if I was... I think there's a lot of things, though, to take away from how the Bills can grow as a team. First off, Ben Johnson staying as the offensive coordinator for Detroit, which is kind of a shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that's the value of having a good young offensive coordinator that may not be that that feels young enough in their career that they don't need to jump ship right away to being a head coach. They yeah. could be enough. I'm, I'm I'm sure they paid them a heavy, a heavy yeah. They had uh, to keep him around because that offense looked extension. solid all year. But so. I think that's where Joe Brady comes in. But before we talk about that, I think, I think the speed of the defenses, I think was a real, especially Baltimore's defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they, and Kansas City's defense showed um, up. The speed of those two defenses on on the field and the tackling, uh, I think was definitely a, a interesting kind kind of way as a Bills team that hasn't always had the fastest defense, uh, and have have never been. I mean, even when the Bills have a good defense, they never have been a good tackling defense. Yes. Um, so I think that's actually really interesting of maybe that's where the bills kind of segue a little bit in this off season. I see probably moving on from Porter and Hyde, you know, they unfortunately were, as it may be,
0: you have to, I think at this point, age wise, I think maybe mm-hmm.
1: getting a little bit faster in the secondary and, um, also maybe getting a little bit bigger up front. Uh, we saw the Ravens have like three, 350 pound D tackles. Like those dudes are huge. It's mm-hmm. a tough to move in the run game. So I, I think maybe getting maybe a little bigger in the defensive tackle position uh, to make it harder for teams to push you around. And I think getting a little bit faster in that in that third levels, you know, the back seven. Um, I mean, you saw Kyle Hamilton, like that guy just run. That's why I always think safety in the first Bobby round. Bobby Boucher is, back there. Yeah, that's why I always think safety in the first round is kind of an, a position that may happen. Yeah. Especially if uh, either a run, right, well, I should say a run, wide right, receivers happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if,
0: they're, if the pickings are getting out of the you know slim pickings we're dealing with here, uh, wide receiver-wise, you could uh, see that for sure.
1: I mean, and also, I just have to say, I mean, the most cursed thing the Chiefs have ever done to the Bills is trade up and take Trent McDuffie over them. For yeah. Kairilum. Yeah, I mean, that is just... <laughs> uh, that was. That was bad. That is brutal. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, you got to give credit to the... I mean, just overall, you got to give credit to the Chiefs for moving on from Tyreek and using those assets to really change their entire team um, and how they invest in the offensive line. So, I mean, yeah, sure, wide receiver is kind of a strange position for them, but then they also have Rice. and Obviously, of course, MVS becomes Jerry Rice. Yeah, um,
0: they, they, out of nowhere, the dudes literally dropped the games in his hands. At the, we watched one together, the Eagles game they played earlier in the year, dropped the game-winning touchdown there. Um and the guy just puts together all time performances in the playoffs, so you can't discredit that. But it's a quite a bro moment, if you ask me. At the end yep. of the day,
1: I just think I just think what you could take away from the championship games is speed defensively mm-hmm. and the ability to be creative. You know, find different ways to get your playmakers the ball in space. Yeah. Um. You know, we saw Amara and Brown take a handoff. We all know Debo's kind of that. Can play the running back position as well, a little so bit, yeah, it's, it's kind of ha- it's kind of having. I, I think the word versatile is crucial for both sides of football nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, and I think both all four teams showed that ability. And uh, yeah, I mean, also again, just still Chip McDuffie.
0: Yes, cursed. that that does ring true. Absolutely. One thing though that's a takeaway is the Bills in the regular season play all of these championship teams if they're on their they're going to be on their schedule at some point when we get the schedule released so um that is one thing to keep in mind all the top caliber teams you're going to be going through in the regular season next year so
1: and the bills probably well i should say probably they have or well they won't play any of these you know they won't play the week one first game of the year no uh the, the kickoff game because they play kansas city and san francisco in orchard park they play in detroit and in uh, Baltimore so those teams would have won you know there would have been an opportunity but they didn't yeah uh, and football is a game of inches as you <laughs> saw from the Zay Flowers fumble so yes yeah uh, I guess before we get into the coaching stuff or maybe some slight draft talk because the senior bowl is happening right now yeah the Reese senior bowl yeah um but I guess we do have to I think this is how Baltimore lost and the MVP and I think we do have to discuss you know the odds what does this mean for Josh Allen's legacy? Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah, No, it, it's, it's a valid conversation
0: because Allen, in a lot of ways, had a season up there with Jackson. Yeah, a little more turnover prone, absolutely different style of play, the gunslinger versus the versatile running quarterback that got a lot better at throwing the ball over the years. Lamar's a great quarterback, uh, but both kind of fall short in the postseason, and Lamar's thrown in a triple coverage all of a sudden, which he hasn't done all season. So that's – I, I – I, what do you think before we keep getting deep into this here?
1: Um, first of all, I have a lot of respect for Lamar. I think I've always been higher on Lamar than most. Yeah. Um, Heck, I had him for the MVP. So. You did. You um, did. I've always respected Lamar. I think he's a great player. I think he's on the same tier as Josh. mm mm-hmm. um, I just, if we're doing, like, rankings, I don't think I'd... I, I would find it hard to have him above Josh. Yeah, but if we're in the same, I think absolutely. I, listen, Tier One is Mahomes, and no one is in Mahomes' tier.
0: And we've been consistent on that all season but, long. But,
1: but I think what, what the consistency we've been consistent about. No one's been on Mahomes' as a ranking level, mm-hmm. and then we just have to be honest and be like, no one is on Mahomes' tier. Like it's he's, not he's the Brady. It's not of this Tier generation. One. Mm-hmm. It's Tier Mahomes, yeah. and then it comes Tier One. Like yeah. no one, no one is cons- It's consistency. It's the ability for every time in a big game, he always comes through. Mm-hmm. That's his sixth uh,
0: AFC Championship appearance too. Yep, to
1: be four Super Bowl now, which yeah. is as much as Manning had in his entire career. Yeah, um, he has as many playoff ones as Manning has had in his entire career. I think he's tied <laughs> for third with like Bradshaw, blank Elway. I think has fourteen as well. Mm-hmm. So he get to fifteen, and Montana Montana's at sixteen, and Brady's at thirty five. So yeah, um, it's just I mean, it's just insane. But talking about the next kind of level of quarterbacking below Mahomes I think it's easily Josh it's Lamar I'm a big Justin Herbert fan I am um, too maybe we'll Burrow, see Burrow I think has yeah. to be up there I know what the injury concerns yeah. um and then we'll see if all the you know the rookie quarterbacks or who's going to take another step um you know a lot of people had Jalen Hurts in that tier I don't think he's in that tier anymore so no I I think for me it leads to Lamar was very valuable, and I don't think it's, um, we're going to look back and be like, oh my God, this is just an awful MVP, but I think people may look back after this run and be like, he probably shouldn't have won the award. But yeah. I think it's close. I think it's it's hard to, because you had to, then we have, we have two more games, right, to have a sample size for both players. Yep, And we saw how one season, one quarterback season ended on a missed field goal on Putting up twenty four points at home against well, the
0: Super Bowl appearance well, against the same camps. team
1: that the next week scored ten points and you know turned the ball over um two times and had a really costly red zone interception, uh, yeah. So I I think again from a biased perspective as a Bills fan, I think Josh is better than Lamar mm-hmm. by the mar a very thin margin, and I think. We're gonna see that he probably should have won the MVP, but it's it's an it. The MVP becomes really political. It, it just, does. It just does. It becomes, it becomes a blurred it line. It there's be, no. There's yeah. no because there's no criteria for what what is most valuable. Is it most valuable to the team? Most valuable of the position? Like you know what I mean? Like it's right? Just, it's, because it's it's not it's not like like. Because I'm gonna sc- say the scoring title in, in basketball, like, right? That is a. Quantitative, like, award. Like, you scored you the most scored points, points per game. But there is a object that if you do that, you're going to win the scoring title. Mm-hmm. For the MVP, it's like, yeah, you threw a lot of touchdowns. You ran for a lot of touchdowns. You had a lot of total yards. You also had a lot of turnovers. Your team won 11 and 6, kind of went with, you know, was 6 and 6. We have this other guy who may not have the gaudy statistical numbers, but his team led at every time in the two minute warning, except one game now with the Chiefs game. Yeah. But went for, well, I say, what he started because they didn't lead in two minute warning against Pittsburgh, but they didn't have their starters. So, yeah, you know the sixteen no, games he started, they were sixteen. They were leading at on all sixteen games of two minute warning, like. But then, if he got hurt, and Tyler Huntley was in, what would your season be? And if Josh Allen got hurt and. Kyle Allen came in, like, what would there seem to be? But do we, do we, do we identify uh, ourselves with that? Because that, that's kind of unfair because I think people would consider Tyler Huntley to be a, not like he's a fantastic quarterback. Pro Bowl quarterback. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I was kind of avoiding that. But I think everyone would say Tyler Huntley is more valuable than, than Kyle Allen. So do, do we allow, are we allowed to make that comparison? Because that's a kind of like a team, you know, roster building. Yeah. Right. Or You're if- right
0: though. It is a gray area because you have to, you, you kind of have to look at it as take them out of the equation. Who's more valuable? To if the you team?
1: just said take them out of the, the the equation and whatever the absolute league average was in like passer rating, QBR, um, PFF grade, like if you took all those measures and said you were going to get the most average quarterback, Derek Carr. That was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> you put Derek Carr on both teams, right? And what what would the record be? And I think you would have to say that the Ravens probably have a better overall roster than the Bills. Yes. So does that make see? So but then does that make Lamar less, less more, valuable? Less valuable. Yeah, yeah. It he, he does a lot of things because he does a lot of things because that offense would be different with Derek Carr than Lamar. Mm-hmm. See, so that's where you get in trouble. It's because then it's like, oh wait, right, well, well, the, the offense had a complete change because Lamar does so many things. But when, when if Derek Carr was in the Bills offense, you know, they, all those QB runs at the goal line or like. Their goal line, their low red zone packages would have to change because Derek Carr and Josh Allen. So I think I think we get. It, it is tough to say what is most valuable. I think if I had to vote before the regular season, I would have voted Lamar,
0: mm-hmm. just based on team performance and him in that. Just system. based mm-hmm. on
1: team performance, and I think stats. I don't know. I always I always felt like Lamar will always be like lower on the on the the counting stats. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I think his value is more than just what he does statistically. So I don't know. It's tough though. I think I think now I probably would vote Josh, but that's also being I think that's a where, the award.
0: Right. We've seen a lot of the national media have these conversations of Dan Orlovsky's been a big Josh Allen promoter throughout the season, through the turnovers, which I want to point out, Brady had seventy eight throughout his first six seasons, and Josh has seventy eight throughout his first six seasons in the playoffs. So that narrative is getting a little dry for me. But anyway Josh Allen, you remove him from the Bills, like we said there, put Derek Carr in that position. You lose those red zone touchdowns. You lose that score. You lose the scores. And the rushing yardage in general, saving them on third and long. Allen rolling out to the right. The team's not as successful. Lamar, Tyler Huntley went in. And say Derek Carr's in. I think they've just, like you said, a better overall roster that could complement a lesser quarterback. So that it's the blurred line. Of- but,
1: but, 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 but because... The Ravens have a better roster than the Bills. Does so that disqualify Lamar for being... Right, it shouldn't, so right? Like I, that's, I think that's where... like, that's where the blurred there's line There's not is. a known criteria. I I think they're, that's where it's... I mean, that's where it's, it's so much fun debating this award because, heck, people could have, like, some person... We could, could be, have
0: of one fan from every thirty two teams, and everyone would. Have I will a different say opinion.
1: statistically, this will be the weakest quarterback MVP for a considerable amount of time. I would say just based on his EPA, his his counting stats. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not deserved, but turnovers. Um, I think kind of maybe stuff. again, I vote. I would have voted for Lamar, but maybe we need to focus a little bit less on team success and more on who's who's getting them. You know, who's really contributing like. A, con- a massive contributor factor like it's kind of like if the nba i know i'm comparing it but you know occasionally the sixth seed when the the best player in the sixth seed wins the mvp it doesn't right. mean that they were the best team but if they took russell westbrook off the team like they probably wouldn't have been very good like that's where like i don't know that's what but I mean, that's where that's where the fun sports are but yeah it's it, just it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see what's
0: eventually decided uh with the award because the finalists there... Ooh, CMC's in the mix too, is he? Or
1: Tyreek? Yep, they're both... There's two uh Niners, I think. I think it's Lamar, Purdy? Josh, Purdy, McCaffrey, and um Dak. Dak. Yeah. Do you think Purdy has a shot? No. Uh, I say that... No, Pur- there's a lot of people saying he say does. That, I was just curious. I say that... Uh, uh, repeat, no, I mean, it's Lamar. I mean, if we're going to be like... If we're being that, it's Lamar. Yeah. If you're saying who is two... I don't know. Dak finished second team All Pro. Purdy was thirteen. Well, I shouldn't say thirteen All Pro, but there's no thirteen All Pro. Dak yeah, is the 13. second team All Pro. Is just so fraud, like, but fraudulent right in my face. I can't believe again. That but person. he had a very good statistical season, and that's where like, do you get bailed out by the team around you, or like? What's but that's on? what I'm saying is like, mm-hmm. that's where it's tough. Is with all these awards, is that like, no one is taking Dak Prescott. Heck, if we wanted to give the most valuable player to the best player, you would just give it to Patrick Mahomes every year. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a statistical season to warrant it right no. so I think I, I don't know I think that's where we just I mean just a slippery slope from there but no I don't think Purdy has a chance to win the MVP and nor do I think he should I mean I listen Purdy fine player
0: Mr. Orelvin to Super Bowl I don't great story think, he's got a
1: great system around him though and not saying he's a system uh, listen, guy but he kind of is Purdy made it a lot of plays of his feet on Sunday he did which was a very clear glimpse of saying that like he's Tua and Jared Probably in the same tierish of being in a good system, but he's a little bit better under pressure. I think he was third in the NFL. I think only thirteen percent of his pressures turned to sacks. The only two that were better was Lamar. I'm sorry, not Lamar. Patrick Mahomes and Josh. Yeah. So like he's better with dealing with pressure, and he's but he also has a lot of turnover-worthy plays. Like, he puts the ball in harm's way a lot lot, lot of times. So he does, yeah. It's that lock. Uh, I mean, he, he had a 51-yard completion with one off the dude's face mask. Uh, you know, <laughs> Daniel Savage in the divisional round dropped to pick six. Like, yeah. I, I think he's a solid quarterback. I just don't – I think saying he's elite – listen, you get credit for the wins, and, and that's – but, I don't know. It's 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 like a little bit like a Lamar, too. I mean, you get credit for the wins, but – At the end of the day, wins aren't the only quarterback stat.
0: Not really one that, and you, it's a, it's the name of the job. It's
1: name of the job for the quarterback position, though. You get credit for the wins, and you get too Dragged you get too much losses. credit for the wins, and you get too too much blame for the losses. Yeah, but I don't think they'd have it anyway. But moving, I do want to say one one more thing before we talk about the coordinators. Yes, um, a lot of fourth down aggressiveness in the games. Yes, John Harbaugh goes for on fourth and one his own thirty four. Converts, they score a touchdown. The drive tied at seven. John Hallball, I believe it is on 18, 4th and three. Go goes, goes for it, down ten. Converts. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that would, might have been the fumble. No, I don't think that was a fumble drive. But I, I think, again went for it deep in his own territory. Andy Reid went for a fourth and two. Um, yeah, near 45, 40 yard. And we all know about Dan Campbell, like. I think we need to normalize going, going for. for it and being. A, it's okay to be aggressive. I think. I mean,
0: you saw the Bills, the divisional game. My frustration First drive is with they go this. Go for it on their own my thirty-five. Fr-
1: my frustration with this is this. It's that every time someone goes on fourth down, it's like analytics, analytics, analytics. It's like, dude, have you seen Dan Campbell? Do you think he's really gives a crap about the numbers? No. Like, dude, screaming, dude, he's all about dude, the power. On dude, the side. dude, mm-hmm. dude ha- has a thousand milligrams of caffeine in his blood. Like, yeah. he's just gonna go for it because he wants. He's busting kneecaps. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. And is it? I I don't know. I think in this day and age we have to stop Well, it would have been all right if he if he didn't go for in those two fourth downs and they t- missed the two field goals and they still lost. Would he be getting trashed? I mean, come on. Like yeah. let's be serious. Mm-hmm. Um and it's his fault that his receiver dropped the ball on fourth down. Like I, I just like I just think that's silly and your hindsight's 2020. You're able to go hindsight back is and do yeah. It's the same thing of the MVP we just talked about. Yes. Like maybe we should have given it to Josh. Like it's just it's hindsight.
0: Yeah. And you're not thinking that in the moment. So you're gonna just you're gonna do go with your gut in the moment and then look back on it after and learn from it. You can't you can't expect that to be made in game like that quick, like knowing the future. But exactly but, let's uh, move in to the coordinators here. Joe Brady, officially now the offensive coordinator after the Bills interviewed around a little bit. You see the press conferences, we've seen what they've done since switching to Brady from Ken Dorsey, it's been a lot of positives. Allen's numbers cherry picked a lot, went down a little bit from when uh, Dorsey to Brady, but you saw him come back to who Allen is a little bit there. So what do you think keeping Brady around? I mean, Falcons were going to give him an interview for the head coach job, but I don't know if he actually did that or not. No,
1: he did. Um, So listen, this is where I think analytics get in a little bit of trouble because Everyone was, like, quote, t- tweeting because Ian Board said he init- ignited the offense, I want to say. And, listen, on a-, a lot of models, the Bills didn't get quite the EPA on the run or EPA on the pass or success rate. Um, but I think there's something to be said for vibes that you can't measure. Again, the stuff that you can't measure. You no. can't you can't measure vibes. You can't measure luck. Mo- momentum. Mm-hmm. You can't measure luck. And sure, did the Bills get a little lucky here? Absolutely. Josh Allen fumbled on the last possession that they had, and Spencer Brown and Spencer comes in brings the just hero. happened to land on it. <laughs> If that happened in week five, that's going sixty yards for a touchdown. Right. Yeah. You like, got lucky. Like, you got lucky. You got lucky. But there's also something for vibes. There's something for momentum. There's something for attitude. There's something for belief. And it listen. I think Ken Dorsey is a good play designer, but I don't think he's, you know, he has good, you know, he is, I'm trying to think of a, a good example of the, the, he, he works at very nice colors, but he's not a very good painter. Like he doesn't know. He's he not has, Bob Ross. He, he creates awesome colors, but he doesn't know when to use them in the right moment in the picture.
0: Yeah. He's the guy from blues clues, drawn crayons on a notepad. Yeah. And he could be Bob Ross, yeah. but he's not exactly. And that's the thing too. You saw I, you Alan already talked about this in a press conference. You saw him mention it. We're going to do simple better. That sounds very enticing in a way, right? Because when Dorsey came in, a lot of the complaint was we're getting a little too complicated here, putting the ball in Josh's hand, making him do everything, right? Like, well, well it's, it heard. was.
1: It's more of um, maybe now sticking to the run at the the most moments. Maybe you know, having a beater for every single coverage you may face on a certain play mm-hmm. may not be a great solution because that means everyone's gotta do be, you yeah. Know, be on, I mean, I think I think a perfect example of something I, I didn't even think about, but there was a play in the Chiefs Ravens game where Mahomes threw the ball behind the receiver and I was like, Oh, that was a crap throw by Patrick Mahomes like and it was a little out route, and Tony Romo said, "Actually, he probably thought the receiver was gonna go up the field a little bit more than turn." And I was mm-hmm. like, "You know what? I didn't quite think about that. That's like that's like half a yard, but that half a yard would have been a completed pass. Yeah, like that stuff. Ma- that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. Like knowing exactly, hey, I know Kincaid right here. He's gonna run a seven yard out, and at the seven yard, he's gonna cut it, mm-hmm. or on the seven yard, he likes to loop a little bit more, so it's really, it's gonna be more seven and a half yards. Like yes, I think that stuff, just from a a normal fan perspective of just learning that." is like really mind mind boggling to me. Tony Romo does a great Eye-opening. job breaking all that down, by the way. Every but, game he's got something but, like that. Um I think of Joe Brady uh, the, the best phrase you could probably use is that he was cooking with Ken Dorsey's you know he was making a a a car with Ken Dorsey's tools, not his own. Yes. He kept uh, that engine his, running. His parts, mm-hmm. He was making a car with Ken Dorsey's parts, not his own parts. So I think having another year Getting maybe more of his guys, you know, I know they're bar- bargain bin shopping, but Curtis Samuel might be an interesting name. His guys maybe in the draft to fit more of his scheme. Mm-hmm. Getting his scheme more involved. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited because um, he looks to be uh, a very solid offensive coordinator. And listen, and he'll
0: only grow from where he is now, I
1: think. Yeah, but then... With Bobby B. Uh, you, I'm just not going to butcher saying his Bobby last name. Bobby Babbage, And you know I will. So, uh, But, yeah, getting him for the D.C., again, I don't think he's going to call plays. We don't he's going to be a B enemy to McDermott's. Yeah, Oh, ring. that was a good. That was, yeah. that was good. That was good. Thanks. Um, thanks. Um, but <laughs> I think he is incredibly valuable. I mean, as everyone says, you know, everything he's touched has turned to complete 100% gold. There was also interest from other teams having mm. him. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. I Get mean. Yeah. What'd you say? I said get out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. Squish the fish. We don't get want that. him going to that office. Um, but it's a
1: great great hire in my opinion. Promotion. I mean, listen, he he was good with the safeties, all pros. Both were all pros. Last year we talked about Tremaine. Mm-hmm. He got a bag. Milano was first team all pro. This year everyone's talking about Tyrell Bernard being a Right away. F- freaking Tyrell Dodson was trash. And now all of a sudden he's like He's a big playmaker on the defense. A, a playmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um so I think you know, getting him a bigger role, of the team keeping him is crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Washington leaves. I, you know, I know he was kind of. He's not the DC, but he was kind of like the acting DC because he would do the press conferences. He had the assistant head coaching title. Yes. Um, it seems to me that they valued Bobby more than him because mm-hmm. Washington left to go become the DC for the Bears and become Matt Eflus Eflus's Eric Enemy for the defense because he's not even calling the plays. Yeah. Um so Right
0: exactly yeah also just a quick note Ken Dorsey congratulations you get to work with the creep now you got hired by the the <laughs> Cleveland Browns just got to throw that out there too um saw that the other day but Bobby Babbage I'm very happy with I'm I both
1: left. young too 34 for Brady yes. 40 for Bobby so I Keep the youth I it will be interesting to see what happens with the position coaches now mm-hmm. um cuz it seems like obviously we have McDermott as the head um, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> And then we have the three coordinators now, Brady, Babbage, as I said it, and <laughs> Matt Smiley. Uh, it looks like he's going to stay on the special teams coordinator. They would probably would have fired him by now. Well, if
0: he puts 12 men on the field again, yeah, I think yeah. he's gone. Um, but-,
1: but, but then we have now an opening at linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. You have an opening at D-line coach. You have an opening at quarterback coach. So it's going to be interesting to see who they fill. Maybe, maybe if some of the guys that they interviewed for those coordinator roles maybe it's mike codwell oh yeah who worked well with the linebackers i believe he was a linebacker coach before that Devin lloyd had a very good year for jacksonville jacksonville so maybe he's a new linebacker maybe they looked at him uh thad lewis had a very good successful season with baker mayfield as the quarterback coach down in tampa he interviewed for the offensive coordinator job um and obviously hit the offensive coordinator for tampa left to become the head coach of um the Panthers so maybe mm-hmm. he's looking to move on or maybe he's going to be that I don't know if they've made an official announcement who's their new offensive coordinator so I have to wait I, and see on that, again but, I, I think we get to wait and see a little bit but I think that's exciting it's a good um,
0: start to the bills off season. I would say it is a good
1: start getting these guys secured Yep, getting the internal superstars to stay I think is important mm-hmm. and then building from there yeah, it's almost like people like working. Some people like working for Sean McDermott. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I again, I, I, like to see. I would like to see the three roles: D line, linebacker, quarterback, filled by uh, people not in the organization, though.
0: Yeah, maybe they go outside for him. I would like yeah. to see that too because they do a lot of promoting from within. That's what it. That seems to be the culture of Pagula as well. Um, you have the Sabers. Promoting from within Kevin Adams to the GM position and
1: all that stuff. So, but, but but, as you alluded to though, Joe Brady, listen, listen, the last two, the selling point for the bills is very clear for anyone who wants to be the quarterback coach. You could be the the, OC. The last two guys got to call plays for one, the one, the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Ken Dorsey was the quarterback's coach. Dable leaves. He's, he's in. And uh, Joe Brady was the quarterback coach. And now he's, he's the offensive coordinator. So yeah. Um, now maybe they don't want to do it a third time if it fails, but have uh, hopefully there's some success with some success with that, excuse me. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. This I guess the senior bowl has started. Um I definitely just taking a deep dive into I, I would say the three biggest needs for the Bills going to the off season is wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, no wide <laughs> receiver, <laughs> safety safety and D line, uh, more focus on defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the three positions. There's a lot of good ones. Um, The Texas duo is very good. Cam Kitchens, the safety out of Miami. The U is very uh, highly doubted. The U. Uh, Also, we may throw a – I mean, the Bills have a bunch of day three picks. Uh, They have ten total picks, but I I think they have like three six-round picks or some – High number because they just traded back. That's yeah. Uh, they punted on last year's uh, they did draft, but um, maybe we throw a dart at a quarterback to get maybe the backup quarter. I know they threw one with Jake Fromm that didn't quite work out. Uh, um, yeah, I've seen the. Oh, I I know I know you
0: might like this as a ND guy. I know I made a joke last week, but a couple people have dra- mocked. Uh, yeah, Notre Sam Dame Martin. coming to coming here. Sam, what's his name? Hartman. Sam yeah. Hartman.
1: He's like a good quarterback. I just. He reminds me a little bit too much of Jake Frown from the perspective of kind of uh, undersized, not maybe an NFL talent play guy, yeah. but maybe more of a Chase Daniel who will be a, like a backup for like 15 years and make up 30 million bucks. Ethan play. Stick. Easton yeah. Stick. Sorry. Yeah. It's just So forgettable. I, I can't what remember. Did you, his name. What did you say? Ethan Stick. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, was close.
0: Say. I mean, I was right there, but yeah. someone like that, you know, that could yeah. do a sure. decent job at, you know, being the emergency If you third need string. him, if you
1: need him. For- I always would say if you're a contending team and if your quarterback missed a month, are you calling the phones around the league? Or are you comfortable with your backup? If you're not – and that's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. like if Are you're you quor-
0: comfortable with the Bills' current backup situation with no. Kyle Allen? No, I'm you? not either. No, 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 no. You know who I was most comfortable with? Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to be honest with you. And he wasn't even that good. No, he wasn't even that good. him in Pittsburgh. But he could have, I think, played Allen's position the better than un- the mobileness The, the only reason
1: whenever. why I would trust Mitch – is because Dable was like I could trust Dable as a play caller to get them going, but yeah, yeah, yeah he's been awful in Pittsburgh. So um, I don't even know. And then Keenum wasn't even that great. Heck, we were about, we almost need Keenum because Josh injured his elbow. So yeah, um, no, it should be a, a fascinating thing. My only question before we get to the Sabers <laughs> is Sorry, I saw I mean this question. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I used to say some funny things. Um, out of these three players, you could get one of them back right now with a snap of a finger for a, a market value deal. Maybe, okay. maybe a little lower, like I, I, a win-win. Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, Daquan Jones. Which one are you picking and why?
0: Oh, that is so tough. Those three are so great. I feel like
1: I feel like they could get one of them back and two of them leaving. Also, with Eric Washington going for the D-line, uh, uh, position... Uh, the D-line. He's a defensive coordinator now, but uh, coming from the D-line position, uh, we may see some of those guys uh, detract to Chicago. You could, yeah. Join this Tremaine. Knows them,
0: yeah. Listen, I I think Leonard Floyd was fantastic the entire season. He did more than what was expected of him coming into Phil Von Miller's shoes. Daquan missed a lot of the season with the pec injury, but he made an impact whenever he was in. Epinesa had... One of He broke he, had, he broke out. He had his best season, I would say. like He had more interceptions than Sauce Gardner. I know that's a trashy stat, but I just think it's hysterical. Um, Age-wise, I'm going A.J. Epinesa. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's more serviceable. I think you have more time with him. He's shown a lot of promise. As great as Leonard Floyd was, I think you had him on limited time anyway. His age is he, he's up there a little bit. Epinesa you could work with for a long time if he stays on the track he's on now. Sure. So I think that's, that's my bet. Epinesa.
1: What do you think? I think I would order them Daquan, AJ, Floyd. I'm out on bringing Leonard Floyd back just from the perspective of it. it seems like he just wants to get paid, which is good for him. I mean, well, he's, a, he made a comment, I, didn't he? I, I, yeah, yeah. I had a 10 sack season, so good for him. Heck, I mean, heck, maybe the Bills get a comp pick um, for that. Um, AJ's close. Um, just, obviously, he's younger and he put it together this season, but after he got injured, he wasn't kind of the same guy, so that kind of concerns me that really we're talking about maybe a 12-game sample of him being a, a doable rotational mm-hmm. edge. Yeah. Um, and even with that, he was still, like, getting snapped, what, behind Gruden and Leonard Floyd, so he wasn't even starting. So that's where, like, my concern would be is, like, mm-hmm. I think the Bills view him as a rotational edge, and I think he might test the waters to think of some team that may think he's a starting edge. Yeah. Um. But for Daquan, I think it's clear the Bills view him as a starter. very good mm-hmm. one-tack I think the league will, but he's older. He's coming off the torn pack, which is kind of a... a That position, you're
0: constantly using it, so... You don't know. So I
1: would say we be Dayquan because I think they get a, a better deal for Dayquan, and I think Daquan's the best player of the three of them. Also, they don't have any defensive tackles signed other than Ed Oliver, and Ed Oliver played very good ball at Dayquan. They have good chemistry. So they do. Uh, if they we're do. gonna if we're gonna say hey maybe bring Dayquan back for a year or two and draft a young defensive tackle so he has like the he's a third guy, mm-hmm. uh, I would do that in a heartbeat. And you also still have Groot. Hopefully Von Miller can kind of get back to being all right. You still have Kingsley Jonathan. Maybe he's, maybe Jonathan's able to take Shaq Lawson's role as the, you know, a fourth D end. You maybe Miller could be kind of solid, and you have Groot as a star. So I don't. I think Edge is a. They're going to get another veteran, mm-hmm. but I think they're gonna go cheap. Yeah. With that. But yeah.
0: No, because like we said, Miller could be a Trey White situation where the ACL didn't. He didn't come back the same season. But he's got the the half season, and then he'll start showing himself again. But I think that could be interesting, and we'll of course we have a whole entire off season, months and months and months to go through all this stuff. Yeah, but so, I think it's
1: time we get into the hot and not. Yeah, I know we're we're running a little late. Um, with the with I mean, we're in late with the bills because you know. Just right. conversation opens up. I mean, it's so we, can, easier can, to talk about, but we we'll, we'll talk about them for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, the Sabres, you know, they got two out of three on the road. Obviously, just completely no-showed against the Ducks. That was pitiful. It um, was disgusting. Then they didn't show up in the first period against the Kings, rallied in that one. Um, I thought Levi was done, to be honest, after he gave up three goals in the first. I was like, this is done with Levi. And then he had a really good second He's and third went period. Went on the hot streak for the second. Yeah, fell, yep. fell behind, I believe, 2 nothing to the Sharks, or fell beh- fell behind early to the Sharks and rallied in that one. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess they're a team that doesn't play in the first period then. Yeah. 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 They're, they're just, yeah. Um, I think that seems to be appropriate here. I
1: don't know. They're they're six now in, in the Atlantic. They're 22, 23 and four. So they're on pace for about 80 points, maybe a little less than that. Oh, well, um, great. <laughs> you know, they're tied with that's not getting you a plan. And, well, so. not, well, no, obviously not. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a situation. Obviously Jack Quinn getting injured. Uh, apparently he had surgery and he's going to be out two months. Um,
0: what did they? Well, of course, it's the NHL, so said, LBI, they, so yeah, yeah. probably body uh, maybe an ankle. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they didn't say had any damage to his knee, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just fresh. It's frustrating from that perspective of a guy that you know, was starting to get his rhythm back. Um, just, that that line was really starting to cook. It was Paterka's really taking that next step. I would also have to say I think the demise of Dylan Cousins has been a complete exaggeration. Yeah, um, with the perspective of I think. Shooting luck is a big reason why he hasn't had. I think he's under four goals, under expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Sabres do from here. I I think they have to call up Yuri Kulik or Rosine. But then it's funny because both those guys are really struggling in the HL. I don't. They think, are. And then I think Kulik has Kulik and Rosine have combined for like two points in the last seven games. Um. So I I, I I just can't call up Lucas Ruzek. It no, me okay. you but, can't. But and do you think?
0: I know Don made a hot prediction a couple of weeks ago here. Last they're week. not gonna fire him. Gernado, I don't think he'll be gone by the all, they would by have, the they, sixth. Unfortunately,
1: so. that doesn't look too hot. But I'll say this. Um. I think it would be wise for them to roll if UPL and Comrie, let Levi Cook in the HL for a month, um, and mm-hmm. get him back back maybe in March for the last 10 15 games and see where you're at. Um, I think for the Sabers getting Kulik and Rosine to take that top 6 power play spot I think would be really good for the development. Very much so. Um and I don't know what they do with Zach Benson. Um He has one point in his last 14 games. Mm-hmm. Not really I know it's Seeing not outright, all him. Though. I know it's not all him, but he's definitely hit the rookie wall and They've burnt the year on his contract, which isn't a big deal. I don't think it's that too big of a deal. I think he's just finding his way and being an eighteen-year-old kid in the NHL. Um, but they they got to figure out a way to get him going. Um, Greenway has looked pretty solid. It's clear that the top line is all banged up. Um, it's it's unfort it's unfortunate. I'm just gonna say it. This seems like a a lost season for a couple of those guys. Yeah, uh, which is sad. Just um, this void. And then really the Bills it. have to figure
0: out the Sabers. Dude. I knew it was gonna happen at some point. That's that's a regularity um, here. I, I knew that was gonna happen.
1: I I I like I gotta like donate like a nickel to charity every time I do that. Yeah. If I earn them a couple hundred bucks by the time we're done with this podcast series, but probably yeah at that point. But <laughs> if the bills had, oh my god! If I we're doing it again because I'm thinking I, I, I keep I keep thinking about the bills and ne- needing the third defensive tackle to bring Daquan back, and I'm trying to say is the sabers need to figure out who their third defenseman is because listen i think power and daline have underwhelmed this year um absolutely haven't been the best season for those two players so again but if you look at it, if this is going to be their worst season then it's all off from here i don't know that's optimism yeah
0: it, it's but but but
1: it's optimism but at the same time i i got it. the sabers must figure out who's three because i like ryan johnson Maybe he's four. I I I don't know. I, I don't know if you could hype me up with Ryan Johnson being your three. No. I really like Ryan Johnson. We we both do. I don't fully mind Yoki Haru as a bomb guy, and I'm gonna say it. I am really out on T Samuelson on that contract. Yeah. So I th- thought he was gonna be the three. I don't even know what Samuelson is anymore, and he's really overpaid. So absolutely. That is where really their perspective of what do they do with the deadline.
0: What they? Yeah, and like you said, the top line do? is just banged up. So it's just it's really, like you said, a lost a lost season for those guys, and it's it sucks because last season ended with so much promise, and then just to absolutely fall flat on their face is tough.
1: So to end the Sabers talk, mm-hmm. I know I know we're going really quick here because. We want to keep it short, um, and there's not a game. Um, until, no, we don't have a game till the 6th of February. Till the 6th of February. Yeah. So we could talk a little bit. Ne- next pod, we'll talk a little bit more about what should they Game s- by game action. Specifically mm-hmm. what they should do at the deadline, what they should do here. But I do have to wonder. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets have a very young prospect who is very unhappy, and the producer is going to have to make an appearance here because I'm going to butcher his last name. So I know his first name is David. Is it your check? you're a check all right you're a check david you're a check who is i believe in the hl now Did they send him down officially or yeah they were like healthy scratching he's him. unhappy you said he is unhappy because mm-hmm. he's looking at other players like luke hughes uh Simon Nemec. i mean heck you can even look on power as guys that have gotten power play time that have gotten ice time and he is not and columbus sucks so i have no idea what <laughs> they're doing and he's also not that bad yeah um he's a very high event player um, so I think that's something that the Columbus maybe wants to teach him is that the defensive responsibilities. who else Where else learned that the Buffalo New York yeah, exactly and <laughs> I think he fits perfectly for the Sabres. Will Columbus trade him? I would say probably not because no, they want to keep him. To he's build. one of the best defensive aspects you could make a case he could be the number one. Uh, he's currently 20 um he was drafted in 2022 for sixth pick. The question remains, for you, Joe. Okay. Would you be willing to trade Yuri Kulik plus for him? That's the cost. I think. I yeah. Think, I think it's a a good pros. It's basically an a prospect for a prospect move, and then I think those Sabres. You got to add something. Have to add a little bit more of a sweetener. you can't. Don't say like Olsson because that's not. That's a negative asset. No,
0: no, no, no. Middle stat. Because that's what the whole talk's been is. Middle stat trade value.
1: What? Eurocheck? Eurocheck? Euro check? Oh, okay. Eurocheck. check, yeah.
0: Middle stat. Sorry for
1: our Czech fans out here. You know, we, we love Dominic Kashik, so sorry. Yes, yes. Um. No, it's... uh, That's that's interesting to think about. I think middle stat would be too much. Middle stat might be too much. That could be a player for player. Middle stat At that point? 1-1. I think they would want someone younger. Yeah. I, I think they would want... I'm just want... saying
0: middle stat's accumulated a no, lot of trade no, value no, the way he's but been playing. But I, so. I,
1: I think for me, it's... I guess we'll just go over a bigger conversation here for two minutes. A bigger conversation for three is for defensive number three for the Sabres. I know some, someone's going to come and comment that the Sabres have committed $11 million to Deline, $8 million to power, $19 million for the first two defensemen. You know, do we really need a number three? The answer to that question is yes. I'm just going to say it. They need a third. You do. A third. And so you have three ways of doing it. Either you believe Ryan Johnson or you think Mateem Samson's going to bounce back. I think you either you trade stat for a... Right now, number three, right? Mm-hmm. You, I I I I do more research into who who would be available. I mean, it's not going to be easy to get get that. Um, and then or you trade for you trade one of your plethora of forward prospects for a defense prospect, um, which is kind of what we're doing here. If Columbus Columbus doesn't have great forward depth, right? But so they have very them, good defense depth.
0: Yeah, you trade off with them essentially.
1: You trade. Yes. Yeah. It's, I think that's what we discussed a lot last year. Is like maybe we do that, but um, listen, Kulik is very good. Um, but you also have o- Oslin, who's very good. You mm-hmm. have Rosine, who might be a player. You already have a lot of guys up in the NHL. Yeah. Would you? Would you be all right? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I would, I, oh, yeah. I think... I mean, the only
0: reason... I mean, I would be, too. The only reason I said Middlestead is just because of the trade. Like, that'd be just player for player. Sure, but... Not I, ditching so I, I many, think you know? I
1: think the Jackets in that situation, if they're going to trade one of their top young prospects... They want a for young prospect ...who, who to also return. sucks in the Jackets, who mm-hmm. are not very good, they wouldn't want kind of a, I want win-now player. Mm-hmm. Like Stat's 25, I want to say, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to pay them... Um, no, I, w- I would trade Kulik in a heartbeat, yeah. 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 I, I would do it one for one. Very I mean, valid question. I, the only question remains would be, is it possible? Well, if, if it's one for one, and they say, what well, we need to add something else, what is that piece, right? Mm-hmm. Or if it's, hey, can I maybe not take Kulik, and you could take, like, Rosine, and I had to add one other piece for that. You know what I mean? If they if, if they go, oh, it's equal, when I go, I counter, what about Rosine? And they go, oh, you have to add the second round pick. Or a first, a protected first round pick. Do I do that trade? Like I think that's where it comes down to. And also, it just it, it ties into does Columbus even want to move him? But heck, he made comments in the in an athletic piece, like in an actual you know piece about his unhappiness. So, and we also we already saw uh Carter Guchie, uh get traded from the Flyers. I know I butchered his name. Yeah. We, yeah, we yeah, okay I was I wasn't that I off. don't know I don't know if we give him the French pronunciation um, I don't know about that or the one, check I know the, check, the reason why I didn't points. even say Babbage okay um, <laughs> um but then on that he he was another prospect high high Flyers prospect I think he was in the same draft for was he not 22 yeah he was deleted the pick before yeah 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 and he got traded because he want he didn't want to play for the Flyers so I mean who knows who knows again that's kind of like. I think that trade would be a perfect Sabres trade for this uh, this this just trade deadline of getting better for the future and maybe getting be- a little bit better now. Yeah. It's, no, it helps now and helps in the future. That's yeah. what you want, especially. Helps a lot in the future because I think he's really good. Yeah. And
0: I, I, I mean, I don't know as much about him as you clearly do, but that would be something if I looked into it, I probably would feel the exact same way you do. And listen. We unfortunately live in a society where the Bills and Sabers cannot coexist and be good at the same time. So while the Bills are good, the Sabers will be lackluster. That's just how it goes. That's how history goes. Um, Listen, I believe there was. A, there, I believe that there, will change.
1: There was a time where the Sabers were awful and the Bills were awful. So I mean, it has to. It has to. It has to even out at some point. But.
0: Yes, it will even out. But without further ado, I think that wraps up this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. We got a lot more coming up. New tech. Maybe new studio set up. We're going to, we got a lot. You're going to see a lot coming. You're going to see a lot coming. Maybe hear a lot if you're one of our audio listeners, but bear with us in this off season, please. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners out there for the season. We still have a, we still have a hockey season to get through. So come on. You got to stick through the, the rough ones with us here, but I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.